This week on Foamcast Radio, I'm quarantined in the broadcast bunker and running low on TP. I have your usual requisition recon and some fictitious Battlespace intel, and Ansuzal Geese is in the war room to talk to us about CO2-powered blasters and his new underbarrel shotgun. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I've got a quick sit rep for you. As I'm sure you're all tired of hearing about by now, I'm still looking for people who want to join my squad at West vs. Zombies in July. So if you're going to be there and want to be in the Foam Patrol squad, send me a message on social media or email me at info at foamcastradio.com. There is some required training, but it's really simple stuff, and it's just to ensure that your squad mates don't get you killed. Also, before we start, I just wanted to say thank you for bearing with me for the last few episodes that have been really short. Unfortunately, thanks to the global lockdown situation, there's not a lot of blaster news happening, and there are pretty much no events to announce. But rest assured, I am working hard to bring you what content I can. I've got an exciting tactical analysis lined up just as soon as we can get back on the battlefield. And I have more awesome interviews coming soon, so stay tuned. Alright, no new phone Patrol officers this week, but you can join the phone Patrol and get your own shout-out in the episode by going to patreon.com slash foamcastradio. And with that, let's get straight into this week's Requisition Recon. Because even though we can't go out and fling foam, we can still sit at home and buy stuff. Over on Amazon, the Nerf Zombie Strike Revoltinator, normally 50 US dollars, is marked down to just 28. And Amazon has the Nerf Rebel Mission Central app rail mount, originally 15 US dollars, marked down to just 5. Walmart has the Nerf AccuStrike Alpha Hawk, originally 30 US dollars, marked down to 19. Over at Amazon, you can get the Nerf Fortnite SPL, originally 20 US dollars, marked down to 13. And they have the Nerf Fortnite ARL, originally 50 US dollars, marked down to 38. Or if you prefer it in purple, Target has the Nerf Fortnite ARE, originally 50 US dollars, marked down to 35. Target also has the Nerf Icon Series Stampede, originally 70 US dollars, marked down to 35. Back at Walmart, you'll find the Nerf Mega Megalodon, originally 40 US dollars, marked down to 30. Amazon has the Nerf Rival Rechargeable Battery Pack, originally 30 US dollars, marked down to 15. The Adventure Force Double Trouble is over at Walmart, originally 20 US dollars, it's marked down to 15. And Amazon has the Boomco Dart Holder accessory on sale for just 5 US dollars. Target has a bunch of X-Shot blasters half off, including the Kickback for just 250 instead of 5. The XS, originally 7 US dollars, marked down to 350. The 4-pack, originally 20 US dollars, is marked down to 10. And the Turbo Fire, originally 20 US dollars, is also marked down to 10. As usual, I have some coupon codes for you. Over at Blast Wraps, if you use the coupon code FOAMCAST, you'll get 20% off. But if you make a purchase before Sunday, you'll actually get 50% off with no code required. If you buy any Flux sunglasses, use the coupon code FLUXCAST10 for 10% off. And if you make a purchase from SM Enterprises, use the coupon code FOAMCAST for 10% off. 
Don't forget to join my Facebook fan group, Foamcast Radio Fans, where I share giveaways posted by all the different blaster and mod companies. Alright, let's get into your upcoming Battlespace Intel. Just like last week, I've only got one event to tell you about. I am hosting a completely fake blaster battle. It's happening everywhere, all at once, on April 1st. This event is just for fun, and to make up for the fact that we really can't get out there and have any events right now. Check it out, posted in the events section of my fan group, Foamcast Radio Fans. As always, make sure you're following at Foamcast Radio on Twitter for critical mission updates. And to make sure your event gets mentioned on the podcast, visit foamcastradio.com intel. Foamcast Radio is supported by Flux Sunglasses. Whenever you're flinging foam, you need to be wearing eye protection. But shop glasses don't protect you from glare or UV rays, and most sunglasses are either too expensive for the battlefield or too cheap to hold up to punishment. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Flux Sunglasses. These stylish sunglasses are durable enough to protect you from flying foam, polarized to cut glare, UV protected, and ridiculously affordable. For a limited time, my listeners can visit foamcastradio.com flux and use the coupon code foamcast at checkout to save 15% off their already low prices. Protecting your eyes on the battlefield is important. Don't wait another day to protect yourself with the only brand of eyewear I trust when I'm out on the field. Visit foamcastradio.com slash flux right now and don't forget to use the coupon code FOAMCAST to save 15% off your entire order. Thanks to Flux Sunglasses for being the official eyewear of Foamcast Radio. Alright everybody, it's time for another counterintelligence contest. This week you can enter to win 100 cut-down Dart Zone SureShot darts, also known as Adventure Force Waffle darts, provided by Boomstick Mods. Boomstick Mods is selling these packs of 100 for 10 US dollars plus shipping on his Etsy shop. And if you use the coupon code FOAMCAST, you'll save 10%. To enter to win a pack of 100 darts, go to foamcastradio.com slash win and enter the keyword BOOMSTICK. That's foamcastradio.com slash win and enter the keyword BOOMSTICK. This contest is open to entries from the US and Canada, and remember, officer-level supporters on Patreon are automatically entered. Stay tuned for more giveaways, and if you have something you'd like to give away to one of my listeners, send me an email at info at foamcastradio.com. Alright everybody, this week I'm really excited to be talking to Timmy Wynn, also known as Ansuzalgis. You might know him from a bunch of the different blasters and projects that he's created over the years and put up on his Etsy shop. Timmy, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yep. Uh, I'm doing really awesome. Um, getting along okay in this, this lockdown that we're experiencing, but, uh, I, we'll, we'll get through it together. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a really exciting project that you announced recently, um, that you are selling through your Etsy shop. Before we get into that, though, I want to learn a little bit more about you and kind of your background in the hobby and some of the other things that you've worked on. So really quickly, can you tell us how you actually got into the blaster hobby? Sure. So I actually went into Nerf when I was really little, like 14, 15, but I didn't get to do much because I was 14, 15, had no ride, had no money. It wasn't until just a few years ago where I'm a bit more stable in life and got access to more tools. I was able to get into the hobby more fully. The first Nerf blaster I made was actually from the fact that like I wanted something that ran Boomco darts and there wasn't anything good with Boomco. Every blaster from Boomco had some sort of fatal flaw. So, I mean, that's what got me into actually designing blasters. Awesome. Now, over the years, you have definitely designed a bunch of different cool projects. Um, really quickly, can you run through the list and tell us a little bit about each of them? Yep. So I tried to make 
a P90 that shot Boomco darts. That kind of tapered off into and became the ABR, which became a huge success. A lot of people love that platform. From there, I tried to print GDOPS Spring Thunder, and then I made the Falcon as a companion to it, similar to how Heath made the Pigeon for his Spring Thunder. After that, I went ahead and refined the ABR into the Saber, because the automatic pusher was having issues, usually. Then from there, I went ahead and made the Hummingbird, and that because I was having a hard time finding AccuFix. So I needed to switch to short darts, so I needed a short dart firing primary. And from there, I needed something to use a super core in, so I made the Tempest. Awesome. Definitely a bunch of big names there that people are going to recognize. So uh, you definitely know your stuff. You've been doing this for a while, and you've got some tried and true designs that have been very popular in the community. Recently, you released a new product, something that I think is really cool and has a lot of people excited. Can you tell us about your latest project? I made the microburst. I was sitting on two, uh, uh, how do people pronounce it? Specs BZs? The metal XBZ from Spectre. And I was just trying to figure out what a cool thing to do with it. And Martin, who is working on the Star Wars-esque CO2 pistol, kind of got me on the track of making a small secondary to use the Specs BZ with using CO2. And it ended up just evolving from there as I was playing with components and finding out how compact a design could be and just trying to make a self-contained HPA secondary of sorts. Very cool. Now, this is a CO2-powered blaster, but it's actually intended to be mounted on like a bottom rail of another blaster, right? Yep. Or if you're feeling fancy, uh, two of them on both sides of a side rail. And then it actually fires ammo from Spring Thunder shells? Yep. I've chose Spring Thunder shells because they're fairly ubiquitous in the hobby. Almost anyone has Spring Thunder shells now- nowadays or has access to them. And then using those, I don't have to worry about anything like what barrel material to use or anything that. It's all built into the shells. Very cool. Well, I definitely have more questions for you about the microburst. Before we get to those, though, I've got a quick message from one of my hand-selected sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Foamcast Radio is supported by Blaster Wraps. I love modding blasters, and making them look unique can be so much fun. But painting takes a long time, a lot of sanding, and a clean and dust-free environment. Hydro dipping makes patterns possible, but takes a lot of skill and practice to get right. That's why I'm so excited about Blaster Wraps. These cool adhesive vinyl skins are custom created for popular blasters and available in hundreds of cool designs. From your favorite camo pattern to fun animal prints, even food patterns, and so much more. For a limited time, my listeners can get 20% off their order of any Blaster Wraps product by visiting foamcastradio.com wraps and using the coupon code foamcast at checkout. Customizing your blasters has never been so easy. Get your Blaster Wraps today at foamcastradio.com wraps and be sure to use the coupon code foamcast at checkout for your exclusive discount. Thanks to Blaster Wraps for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, I am back with Timmy Wynn talking about the microburst. Um, and you mentioned that the microburst is CO2 powered. This is something that we've seen building in popularity in our hobby recently, especially with like the wrecked blasters and different hobbyists coming up with their own designs. Do you personally think that CO2 is going to become more common as a method of powering blasters uh, in our hobby going forward? Marginally, but not mainstream. It's not going to be one of the predominant methods of powering blasters, I don't think. 
The CO2 cartridges themselves have an incremental cost that a lot of nerfers aren't equipped to deal with when they already have to deal with buying foam darts every few games. For the microburst, you're looking at 10 to 30 shots per cartridge, and a 40-pack of cartridges is almost $20, and a lot of people aren't willing to just pay the money for a few hundred darts or another blaster every game. So you're expecting for this to be more of kind of a niche thing within our hobby? For sure. I mean, I don't know about Rekt's primary class blaster that they released. I haven't looked into that at all. But for example, their pistol, I only see it really used in being in a secondary, infrequently used sort of role. Sure. Given that you've had some experience with the mechanism needed in order to actually use a CO2 canister, do you think that this is something that people are maybe going to shy away of? Excuse me. Do you think that this is something that people might shy away from because maybe it's a little more complicated? It's not much more complicated than a standard HPA setup. For mine, the internals of it is really simple. It's a SpecsPZ connected to a trigger valve that's connected to a regulator, and that regulator normally would be have an air a HPA bottle connected to it, but in this case, as a CO2 cartridge adapter. So it's really one component difference from a s- standard HPA setup. Okay, so not too complicated then. Maybe uh, the idea won't scare too many people away from messing around with this kind of thing. No, the biggest issue of CO2 adoption is going to be, and I've seen this in reception to the microburst, is for the blasters like Martin's Star Wars-esque blaster and my microburst, those use regulated CO2, so they actually have consistent performance over the life of the cartridge until the point where the cartridge is too low to actually feed the regulator. Okay, so that regulator is providing the consistent pressure then so that you don't have to worry about basically losing pressure from shot to shot as you go. Yep. With the microburst, you get 10 to 30 shots, but those are at full power. And after that, you have, say, a handful of low power shots as it just kind of gets through the rest of the residual gas. With those, I just kind of pop, 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 and then change the cartridge. Well, it definitely sounds like it's going to be a ton of fun to play with. Uh, Do you have any ideas to take the microburst further from where it's at now? There are a few ideas. Right now, microburst as a platform is kind of where I'm happy with it. I think some people might enjoy removing the spring thunder shell feature and making it a just a fixed barrel. Then they could break it open, load in a specific ammo that they want, short darts or mega darts or whatever, and then close it up and shoot. Some people are wanting to increase its size so they could fit, say, sledgefire shells or the new trilogy shells. All of those would require extensive modification, but it'll be possible. Very cool. Well, we will definitely have to wait and see what people come up with, and of course, what you come up with going forward. And speaking of which, uh, do you have anything else that you're working on at the moment uh, that maybe you can tease and, and give us some clues about? I don't really have any concrete plans yet. I am sitting on one more Specs BZ. Um, I'm kind of considering using that to be making, say, a macro burst. We're using super large format shells, but that's all in flux. Awesome. Well, obviously, we will want to watch and see what happens with that and see what you come up with. Uh, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they do that? Right now, I'm only on Facebook under the Ansu Zalgis page. I might start on Instagram, but I'm not sure if I do, if I'll just be nerf or food cooking pictures. We'll see. Awesome. And then, of course, if people want to buy a microburst, uh, where can they find that? So the microburst can be found on my Etsy. That's a $650 price tag that a lot of people kind of balk at. But otherwise, the files are also on Thingiverse, including the whole parts list. So anyone who wants to make one can make their own for 
the cost of the project's about $350, $350-$400. Awesome. Well, we will definitely put all those links in the show notes at foamcastradio.com so people can go and check that out. Timmy, thank you so much for talking to me today. This has been awesome getting to learn more about you and your Etsy shop and the different projects you've worked on and the microburst. Before I let you go, I've got that one final question that I ask all my guests at the end of an interview, and that is, of course, other than your own designs, what is your favorite blaster? It's a little bit of a hard decision, I think. The two I can think of off the top of my head are Jesse is FDL3. I was able to get that right before his shop closed down for Titus. And then the Firefly from Captain Lost. I don't think anyone would be surprised at that with the sheer number of accessory prints I made for that. Awesome. Timmy, thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, everybody. If you want to hear the pre- and post-interview conversation I had with Timmy Wynn, Patreon supporters have access right now to the -the behind-the-scenes version that's over half an hour long. Thanks to Flex Sunglasses and Blaster Wraps for sponsoring this episode. Please support the podcast by supporting my sponsors. You can find a complete listing of all my sponsors at foamcastradio.com slash sponsors. Thanks to Timmy Wynn for being my guest this week. And thanks to all my supporters on Patreon. If you liked this episode, please consider becoming a supporter on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Rewards include shoutouts, suggesting questions for upcoming guests, automatic entry in every counterintelligence contest, and more. You can sign up and directly support future episodes of the podcast at patreon.com slash foamcastradio. And finally, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the battlefield. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com. We can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio.